You know, I saw you two guys earlier at the Good Humor Truck, and you were eating ice cream like little boys. And I thought, those guys aren't so tough. They're eating ice cream. What a bunch of swell guys. I saw you eating ice cream, pal. Oh, don't you deny it. You were eating an ice cream cone. You were eating an ice cream cone. Oh, you're bad now. You're bad now. But you were eating an ice cream cone, and I saw you. That's just that's just shit you can't hide. You know, you got your fucking shit, and you got that ice cream cone. You eat that ice cream cone. Everybody knows it. The whole fucking place knows it. Ice cream eating motherfucker. That's what you are. It's going off with rap critic and muse. Yo, this reminded me of like. Jamie Foxx or what comedian is it wasn't where it's just like you can't be hardcore and look at ice cream code you gotta do it like real gangster you're like, <laughs> you can't just casually look at ice cream code <laughs> I tried to get through that without cracking it's impossible what in the world That's you were so an ice cream code pal and I saw you <laughs> like, like aha I caught your moment of weakness your moment of humanity <laughs> I love the idea I want to visualize it I want to see the people like no 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 that's not true like like looking behind them at everybody no no, no he's no, lying no. folks that's bullshit I wasn't in an ice cream humor. code the guy in the good humor truck behind him was like yeah no I saw him yep, yep. that's the guy that's the fuck the- right there um, how have you been doing, though, the past, uh, the past bit? Uh, been doing a whole bunch of stuff. Globetrotting. Yeah, exactly. I just came back from New York, uh, hanging out with some friends for a bachelorette party. There was, a uh, mini golf to be had, day drinking on a New York, uh, ferry thing. So that was nice. That's why you wanted to talk about Onyx, because you're from, you're, uh, back from New York. Exactly. Like, I just absorbed, you know what I'm saying? The, Tour the, in the Burrows. I feel ya. I honestly don't think Two Streets ever actually rapped on that Young Money album. I don't think that ever actually happened. I think that straight up just passed us by and no one even pointed it out because you knew no one was listening to that album. I remember it was a whole thing where it was just like, look at these 10 members that uh, Young Money, you know, remember that thing he keeps shouting? Well, here's the group. I reviewed that whole album years ago, actually, just because I was like, I remember "Hmm." that, yeah. Um, Yeah, What could possibly be, uh, you know, waiting behind the singles? (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember, honestly. It was really like Wayne was on like half the songs. And I don't think Nikki was on, but maybe one other song. Like, I don't really yeah. remember her being too involved and Drake was barely there. You knew that those were the people that everyone wanted. And you were just like, oh, only on the singles, bitch. The opening track, Gooder. Uh, are you kidding me? <laughs> you got uh, J Mills, Gutta Gutta, of course. Mac Main and Lil Wayne. Gutta Gutta. Then you got Every Girl in the World. Then you got Miss Parker, which is Lil Wayne again. Mac Main and Gutta Gutta. Wife Beater, which is J Mills, Tyga, T Streets, there's your boy, oh, oh, Mac Main, okay. and Lil Wayne. Yeah, but again. he was doing the outro or some shit. Like. Probably. <laughs> uh, n- new shit, gotta gotta J Mills, Mac Main, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne has been on every single track so far. I think he is on every single wow, track. Yeah. I mean, look, he was. That, you can't even count that as like a big thing because, you know, he was just rapping on everything, anyways. Like, they, these are probably just all discarded verses from like hit songs that weren't made yeah. or whatever. Okay, no, I fucked up, and, and before people call me out, I will address it at this very, at, right now. Uh, past oh. the Dutch, Drake was on that one. 
Uh, oh no, past uh, the Dutch. What what's going on on that dragon? <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. It was Lil Wayne, Gutta Gutta Drake, and Short Dog. He's on the finale, which is the which is like the fucking posse cut. Mm. Like everybody is on that one. Um, uh, but, okay. but Nikki is actually on fuck the bullshit <laughs> and Roger that. You remember Roger that? Yep, yep, Roger I Roger that. that. One of the better songs, I thought. There was also Streets is Watching, which Nikki was on also T-Streets. So, huh, and wow, T-Streets oh, was wow. apparently in the outro, too, so he got around. Oh, I'm sure he was. According to Wikipedia, anyway, who knows? Hmm. You know, watch, watch, go to Genius, and it'll just be like the wrong uh, rapper was accredited to that verse or whatever, like, because, you know, who the yeah. fuck was... <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, but beyond that, while we're talking about New York rappers, and I know Nikki is Trinidadian, but isn't she like from oh, New York? Oh, by way of, yeah, 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 through yeah. New York. She's definitely, uh, fuck, where's she from again? No, I was looking at Nikki, New York. Where, where's she? Uh, you know you need Nikki, New York. Stop it. <laughs> Uh, Queens. Ah, Queens. I fucking thought Queens. Oh. I, I feel like such an asshole this whole time. I was going like, my, my brain was just about to pop off. Like, literally, my brain was going like, uh, I was about to offhandedly say, oh, yeah, I think she's from Queens. But I was like, nah, that feels like the, like, of course, that's the first thing you're going to say. Person who's not from New York. Oh, isn't that woman from Queens? You know, like, isn't the queen of rap from Queens? I was going like, to say, is that why the album was named Queen? Or is that, like, not even I was just related. about to say, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Damn. Wow. Look at that. Missing a solidarity moment. It should have been called Queens and had like a whole bunch of female rappers, which were suspiciously absent. I was going to say, if, <laughs> if you can name one that actually wants to work with oh, her, no. then sure. Foxy Brown. Yeah. It was Foxy Brown. Ladies, was... take a number. <laughs> Gather round. Uh, form a single file line, please. We're going to be talking about Onyx versus everybody. 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 In only 19 minutes, they're going to take on everybody, RC. <laughs> <sighs> it's a quick punch of motherfuckers, I guess. Uh, what the, the fuck was this? Yeah, let's just dive into Whoa. this. <laughs> the first track ah! is nothing. It's nothing. It's just Onyx versus everybody. <laughs> Okay, okay. Everybody. So there's a couple tracks on here that don't have to be here at all. The intro right. track is oh just your boy Sticky Fingers yelling Onyx versus everybody. And then there's a track later where they just yell Brooklyn bullshit. Brooklyn bullshit. And it goes for like, what, like 30 seconds maybe? And that's yeah, it? Yeah, maybe 40. Yeah. And, and like, I, I don't know why. <laughs> What's the point? Okay, I will say this. Um, your boy, Fredo. Sticky fingers. Oh. No, Fredo. Fredo mm. was actually pretty good. Mm. Fredo was on his A game, I think. I'm not as familiar with Onyx. I haven't really listened to too much of their back catalog, to, if I'm being honest here. Um, mm. But he, his performance was okay. And more importantly, his verses were produced well. Yes! Oh my god! I was like, what's happening? What? Sticky Fingers, what on the other hand. And it's like, I love Sticky Fingers. Sticky Fingers, because he is the one with the crazy voice. Like, on the Slam song, he yeah. has, like, the fucking golden uh, verse. He was, uh, uh, he had the verse on that Eminem album, um... Remember, it's like, you know, you have been rejected by someone who have been told no. You have been told no, but it was more like, no, no, no. 
review the Onyx dubstep album or something like that? <laughs> Onyx, du- no. Because I remember, that's why I wanted to do this one, because I was thinking, hmm, you know, maybe these guys are, you know what I'm saying? Maybe they're going to be doing something like, you know, maybe they're one of the older guys that are like, you know, kind of still doing some fun shit. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I don't believe so. I'm yeah, it was like a discography. Group. Yeah, there was like a, a, it was like this dubstep group or whatever, and we were like listening to it, like this is insane. But I mean, it is Onyx, so it's matching the intensity of the insanity, like of wow. the you know dubstep shit. You don't remember that one? No, that's I gotta a, go that, back through that it. escapes me entirely. Uh, have you? Did you look it up? I haven't looked it up. I'm uh, looking at their discography. Nothing. Uh, none of these sound like we ever talked about them. Since we started the podcast, Wake the Fuck Up came out in 2014, Black Rock came out in 2019, Snowmads came out in 2019. Uh, Shotguns in Hell 2017, that's the one we did. We didn't do that. Yeah, we did. We didn't, maybe you did. What what would I have done it for? Like your stream or no? We no, I, I, never, I never heard this. What are you talking about? No fucking I, way. Hold huh. on. Okay, wait. Maybe I, I did it for like a station thing. I could have sworn. Did you do it with uh, Dead End Hip Hop? Maybe. No fucking way. Ah, oh, come on. Let me look this. Uh, okay. Up. No, I don't believe this. No. He never did this. I have heard that dubstep album. I'll put it that okay. way. I have heard that album. Because originally you messaged me and said, let's do Tank and the Bangas and Talking Heads. And I was like, okay. And then you said, hey, this Onyx album is only 19 minutes. So I wasn't about to argue. All I heard was 19 minutes. And I was like, uh, sure. Why and, not? And, and let's be real. I looked at like what else was going on. It's like, there's fucking nothing. Like there I really wasn't. So <laughs> we figured we might as well knock out three reviews, you know, yeah. give you all an extra but, beefy episode here. But, but boy, dude, I, <laughs> this is big. Ma, what are they giving me? <laughs> I don't know what to even make of this album. It's the songs are like two minutes. Uh, the production is garbage. Yeah. Uh, Sticky Fingers has some of the worst bars, like Amateur Hour. I cannot believe this guy has actually been in the game since 88. I don't believe it. Your boy? Uh, what the fuck is his name? The, one of the grimiest rappers in the game. Who, uh, that guy later in the middle of the album? I'm um, back up off me? What the fuck was that? What in the who, world? Whose cousin? Whose cousin is that? Who, who are they doing a favor that they got that motherfucker on there? When he came in with that rock and uh, he did like that weird fake gravelly voice at the beginning. Yeah. Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. Like, ooh. Okay. What's this guy? And then I proceeded to laugh through his entire song. Like... I'm not even exaggerating. That shit was embarrassingly bad. You weren't laughing that long because it was only fucking 45 seconds. No, <laughs> luckily I was not. It, it was very <laughs> short. That's the only positive thing I can say about this whole album is that it was short. And I'm thankful for that. But, um, man, yeah, uh, we just need to start right from the top on this <laughs> one. It's going down is like... 
okay, you know, it had a little bit of, you know, oh, I'm Ziggy Fingers, crazy shit that, you know what I'm saying? It was like a little bit of that, but it's just like, you could, it felt very rote at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. It was at this point where I had to make sure that my headphones didn't suck. Let me see if the speakers on the laptop are here for, for Sticky Fingers part. And I was like, oh no, it just sounds like that. It just sounds that bad. I have no idea where he's recording his shit or what, but it sounds terrible. These nothing hooks that are just like sam- quick samples of like, you know, this one of a Nas song. Put your hand up, let you shoot wit. Put your hand up, let you shoot So wit. annoying how much they fucking repeat these samples, dude. And I hate that Genius doesn't really have reliable lyrics on these. Like, they're not verified, so... A lot of them, I'm like, well, that's not right. This is what, according to Genius, this is a bar from Shootwit. Pain ain't the villain. Ain't it the feeling to have penicillin playing with your children. And I was just like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Hold that on a second. That couldn't have been what he said. I, I don't think what he said was, like, I think that weird misinterpretation of what he might have said is probably more interesting than what he actually said, honestly. <laughs> You know what? That's fair. Let's go on <laughs> to Real Evil, though. This, this probably... intro... <laughs> why this probably... do we kill people that kill people? <laughs> to show we shouldn't kill people. I kill people. What the fuck? No Look, way. In terms of just being something, it was like my, my favorite track on it, just because it was just like, no what the way. fuck? Like, because think about it, Onyx, you know, up to this point, is only just like, they're the guys that just killed, blah, blah, blah. and then there's just like, why do we kill people to kill? So we shouldn't kill? Like, this weird, like, you know, existential question about society and the death penalty. It's just like, what the fuck just happened? Okay. <laughs> like, it was something, you know? Okay, again. But then, then, it's just, I'll... but then it just goes to, nigga, kill people. <laughs> then I'll fast forward to, I'll break every ligament. You know what that N-word meant. I'm yeah. so inconsiderate. Don't suffer from insanity. I'll enjoy every minute of it. RC, is this a Hot Topic Spencer's Gifts t-shirt? You laugh at me because I'm different. I laugh at you because you're all the same. What the fuck is that bar? What was that shoot with uh, on the track before where he says like, I don't, uh, uh, what he says, I come dressed up like UPS, have your whole family zip tied at your address, and I don't hate you if that's what you're thinking, but if you are on fire and I had water, I'd drink it. Oh. It's just such a... Project Gladiators, I thought, was the first decent verse from Sticky Fingers. Um, sure. But then he ruins it by just yelling, Project Gladiators! Yeah. Project, Project Gladiators! Gladi- the beat was really good, though. I think the beat was probably the best one. This is like, yeah. you know, the closest to, like, primo feeling, you know, dope New York sort of, uh, you know, big cityscape hearing the trumpets, you know, bum, you know what I'm saying? Like, did we get terminology on the track? Uh, yeah, it, it was, was okay. It was okay. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, when when your boy comes in with the we roll with the parolees with iced out rollies, hockey masks run up on you looking like goalies, time droppers, crime stoppers, non poppers, time stoppers. You gonna need at least nine doctors so he can still clearly do it. But yeah, this was one bit of a jewel in just a. A, a, a sea of sludge. Because then it follows it up with I rap like, which is I 
I don't even know if I can accurately describe how bad this song is. Like, see, the thing is, I thought the first verse wasn't that bad with the, you know, I, I keep it for protection. You know, I got to let that tech uh, jam. My style's uncanny like the X-Men. Like, okay, that's something. But then, but then gets- he says, ride through with the windows down. Like, your bitch, she's a widow now. Oh, God. Windows <laughs> down, widow now. Wait, wait, I thought you were going to bring up the ending where it's like, you know, uh, uh, I made this for the streets where the gang's at. When you hit a beat, you get your fucking chain snatched. The type of beat that make you want to catch a body, B. Wait, oh, let's get solemn. Rest in peace to Prodigy. Like, what? You were just oh. talking about death and killing. <laughs> like, murder, 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 relentless death. We shouldn't, you know, ha- have all these senseless killings. And it's like, wait, what? You can't do that. I, I thought you were going to point out how it just fucking ends, like, super <laughs> abruptly. Like, wait, is this the one that just fucking is? I think there's another one that it just falls kinda... <laughs> out the fucking window. Like, what the fuck happens? But this fucking chorus. I rap like no one out there that can fuck oh with me. God. Yo, nothing, no. just nothing of a hook. <laughs> Not I rap bothered. Like no one can fuck with me. Now I thought the best track, and that's you know just comparatively speaking, is "Raise the Crime Rate." Really? Basically, oh. because Fredo represents on it, and I thought oh, sure. like, oh, okay, this is better than I've heard up till this point. But just but, the hook was so like. Uh, like awkward and just like what what this is raised the crime rate what it's so canned like it just it feels was so, the closest you know? thing to a hook we had on this whole album <laughs> RC I'll take what I can get and then Ricky Bats he was okay yeah I don't know where they get the, these features no the cousins and nephews I guess I don't know and then it just fucking ends on a whimper of that's how we talk in New York. <laughs> <laughs> like no, first the fucking Brooklyn bullshit snippet. Yeah, the lead-in. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get your appetite wetted. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hype me up for talking New York. Oh my god! And then it's like his voice—it feels like it's just scraping you as you hear it. Like it's just yeah. And then the way it ends, where it's just like, yeah, big up to like Brooklyn crew and Staten Island niggas. You know how we do, nigga. You know New York niggas pop off and we don't talk much, so. And then it just stops. <laughs> it's like, what? There's oh. <laughs> just nothing. I got a one on this. <laughs> I got a two. Ooh. Man, I really am way more generous than you. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I think that's probably going to be a trend uh, going <laughs> forward. Oh, no, wait. No, but first, but first, we're taking a little detour because... I don't have it in front of me, but I'm gonna guess. Was this Dr. Goatman again? Uh, yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course it was. Dr. Goatman requesting Remain in Light by Talking Heads, their 1980, what are some to be considered their magnum opus, is here in front of us. RC, I'm gonna throw it over to you first because. I'm pretty familiar with this, or at least I imagine more familiar. Um, There are some songs on here that I haven't listened to in a while, so it was a bit of a refresher. But what did you take away from this one? What did you think? I would do like a a fucking rap critic episode on Once in a Lifetime. Like, it's just such a fucking incredible fucking song to just think about and just try to analyze what's happening. You know what I'm saying? This would be the album for it. I mean, there is one song specifically we'll get to. David Byrne has admitted that part of his delivery uh, inspiration 
anyway, for the album was uh, early old school hip hop. Fascinating, because I also remember hearing him say like he was inspired by like uh, funk, right? Like funk and Afrobeat. Yeah, he's doing it, but he's making it his, right? He's making it his quirky, dorky, like white dude sort of stuff. You know, it's not like oh, I'm just ripping it off like an Elvis sort of thing. It's like no, he really is twisting it in this weird, different way, adding all of these you know electronic like bloops and bleeps and and you know what I'm saying, like yeah. the punches, especially with the weird clicking nerdy funk. Like this is before it was cool. Let's be real here. Like, yeah, this was very different. And especially as it gets like near the end, and I'm hearing like, you know, the weird uh, phasing and clicking digital sounds. And then every now and then you hear he's like actually making a, no- a mouth noise in the middle of it. Like, he's going like, <laughs> like <laughs> and so I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that, that wasn't digital. That was just a person's mouth. Wait. <laughs> I was very satisfied, like, going to this, like, yep, this is exactly what I thought it would be, like, going to all of these weird fucking places and just having fun with it. Like, this is the shit that I feel like Weird Al was listening to, like, for real, for real, you know, like, amongst Devo, you know what I mean? Like, take a look at these hands, you don't have to mention it. No thanks, I'm a government man. (laughs) Take a look at these hands! Just screaming. His delivery on this album throughout it is so... Oh, yeah, yeah, didn't he also say he was doing it, like, sort of like a preacher thing, too? Like, you know, Creatures, especially on uh, Once in a Lifetime. It feels like a true reflection of Americana, but like through this like weird, like digitized like lens. It's so fascinating. I've noticed that about a good bit of most of Talking Head stuff, the stuff that predates this. But this one in particular has such a a very unique energy about yeah. it. Yeah, it's like like if you go back and listen to the albums before this, uh. they you can see the similarities. But they don't sound like this. Musically, they don't sound like this. I think a lot of these tracks, like, I noticed there's like, there's like this constant jiggling frenetic energy in so much of like the percussion and stuff like that, where Mm. you're just like, it just feels so like frenetic and like everything is just like moving. Like you feel the electricity moving through you as you're listening to it. You know what I mean? And then just his delivery. Yeah. Like, it sounds like he's being electrified by the music. (laughs) Yeah. Like where he says the uh, and remember he has like weird things where he'll like go like lifting my head looking for the danger signs <laughs> like what's happening? <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to follow along on Genius about like what the inspirations were, or, like what the like what the song specifically was supposed to be about because yeah, right. lyrics so wise these songs are pretty cryptic. Yeah, very yeah. abstract. <laughs> I was like, you just you just gotta let it wash over you. <laughs> like on Born Under Punches. The heat goes on, and the heat goes, the heat goes on. on, and everything is in the hands of the government man, and he doesn't know what he's doing, so you're just kind of following along with him, and it's like, oh, man. okay, and a lot of it is kind of stream of consciousness, also, yeah. to where it's just kind of coming at him, the way the way it's being delivered, just being shouted at you. Yeah, you know what this makes me think of? You, you ever seen a, uh, that movie, what was it, The Cube or something like that? Where, like, these people wake up in this cube and they don't know what it's for, but they're trying to, like, get out and they don't, like, and while they're trying to get out, they're trying to figure out why it, like, exists. And, you know, it's basically ends up being, like, this bigger uh, screed about, like, you know, capitalism and how it's, like, we, we do these jobs that we're just supposed to do and, like, what happens when we're just kind of, like, doing a thing that we're just supposed to be doing because this is what we do to get there. And it's like, yeah. oh, wait, is, could that possibly be a, you know, thing about the the bigger institutions of power now we're just like is there really someone leading or are we just kind of you know nebulously moving and so when i listen to this it feels like a very abstractified but like 
in abstractifying it, like kind of approaching it honestly the way this weirdness works, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, it's weird. A lot of these sound very much inspired by like Fela Kuti, Afrobeat kind of stuff. Oh, sure. Like, especially sure on it, yeah. uh, Born Under Punches for sure. But the fucking beat on Cross-Eyed and Painless, I don't even know how to describe it. It's infectious. <laughs> I would I would like to think that, that people are listening to this review and I want people to listen to it because of the review. So I'm trying to like describe it in a way to put it across to somebody, but I honestly don't know how to because it's just yeah. such a, like just the feeling of it. Loss of words should have sent a poet. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like even the fact that there's like a rap breakdown halfway through, it would be corny if David Byrne didn't like have the energy that fit the music right? and yeah. the words didn't fit the feeling. Like, nah, it works. Talking about abstract, the great curve. Oh, the man. beat on this one, too. Oh, Holy man. shit. Boy, is this one move. And look, and this hook is fit, fitting right for it, you know? The world moves on a woman's hips. <laughs> and the way the fucking singers are just, like, shouting in the background along with it. Yeah, they're fucking, hold it, move it, hold it, move it. <laughs> I would suggest... People listen to this album, but also watch their uh, Stop Making Sense concert film. I keep hearing about that. I, I've got to watch this. I feel like so of all the concert days, uh, I keep hearing that come up, you know? <laughs> because what they, do, what they do is they, when they recorded this album, they got a whole bunch of different musicians to help them out. With Stop Making Sense, they have a lot of those same people but they do songs from like throughout their catalog. So they're doing songs from other albums, but they have this new life to them Whoa, because they have these additional cool. musicians. Hell yeah. And the, the energy on, on the fucking stage show is so, so good. There's like three drummers. It's just shit's oh going, <laughs> shit's going crazy. <laughs> David Byrne running all over the fucking place. It's ridiculous. Everyone is having such a such a great fucking time. But what I wrote down is the quote from David Byrne on The Great Curve, where he says, Oh boy, I'm not talking about one particular woman. I'm not yeah. talking about my girlfriend. <laughs> you think that's very down and earthy, but I was thinking about something metaphysical. That a gesture can resonate outward like ripples on a pond, causing realms of meaning. An attitude of the body can embody a whole worldview. And that doesn't help me understand the song any better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but I thought it was worth quoting. But it, like, it does, and it doesn't. Like, I don't get it, but, like, I get it. Like, you know? It's like, oh, the great curve. We're talking about a woman's curves. You know, We're talking about the curves, curves of the earth. Look. We're talking about the earth is like this woman. Is the woman like the earth? I don't know, man. It all feeds into itself. It's a, it's a <laughs> metaphor upon itself. It's a metaphor for life itself. And, uh, it feeds back into itself. Yeah, ever replicating and, and duplicating. And, 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 oh, my God. <laughs> This guy was thinking, this is David Bowie levels of like, holy shit, this motherfucker's mind was working when he, he fucking worked on this shit, you know? And it's like, were there drugs? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but then we get uh, the hit, right? I think uh, no. Once in a Lifetime is next. Yes. Look, this song may be overplayed as hell. I'll, I'll admit to that. 
Oh, get out but, of here. Get out. <laughs> as someone who, like, enjoys their entire catalog and only hears, like, two or three of their songs actually get ready yeah, to play, I'm like, you. man, y'all could be picking a little deeper than this. Oh, but sure. But it's still brilliant. Like, this man. song is so... It, it deserves to be played as much as as it is. The energy on it is so good. It's so fucking catchy. Yeah, and just the way it's like, and you may find yourself in a shotgun shack, and you may find yourself in another part of the world. Like, it's just so like, <laughs> He's trying to relate to everybody, but like not relating to anybody. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> but just how it like weirdly, like it, in how it like pulls you into the immediate rest of like you know life as it's describing it you know what i mean mm -hmm. and then bringing you to that and you may ask yourself how did i get here and how did you do that well letting the days go by let the water hold me down letting the days go by water flowing underground <laughs> same like, as it ever was <laughs> look where my hand was <laughs> this gives me like that gorillas feeling every time I listen to it, you know, where you're just like, I don't know what this is, but the whole point is that I'm going to just like bury myself into the weeds of listening to it to see how it hits me and feels to me. You know what I mean? Like this is like absolute art at its best. This is like, you know, <laughs> once in a lifetime is probably the most accessible, which is probably why it is the radio hit, because like it's not bongos going crazy it's not the afrobeat stuff it's like right, it's relatively calm. yeah you're right you know <laughs> but still like i had to point out the crunchy as fuck guitar at the oh, end nah. oh my god yeah. as he's just going here comes the twister now there comes Whoa. the twister. It's like, what? Looking <laughs> what? a serious man over here. Like, the way he says it is like, there should be urgency there. But yeah. it's like, well, here comes the twister. Man, it strikes in this dark way. Like, oh my god. The ending of the final verse is like, you may ask yourself, am I right? Am I wrong? And you may say to yourself, my, my god, god, what, what have, have I done? done? <laughs> like, if that ain't the most fucking hashtag relatable. <laughs> Uh, um, you know, Houses in Motion is the Talking Heads fuck capitalism. I can't mm. afford to live anywhere song, apparently. <laughs> Just looking up at houses that I can't afford. It's like, wow, hmm. I did not catch that. <laughs> With seen and not seen. Oh, man. I kind of wish there were more Talking Head songs like this, where it's this just, song. it's this awesome music going on, and David Byrne is just doing this, like, just really just, like, talking to you. Like, he's not yeah, really, he's monologue. not singing, but it's yeah. such a monotone delivery, too. It's very robotic. And so affecting. Honestly, this is kind of my favorite one on the album. Wow. Uh, from just how, like, you know, he's going for this whole mode this whole time, which is like f jiggling, frenetic, and all this shit, and then you just hit this one, which is just like, 
this person just sort of like, you know, you can see him, you know, in that 3D rendered 80s music video, you know, just watching TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and just having, being affected by it and, and, you know, saying these lines, right? He would see the faces in movies, on TV, in magazines, and in books. He thought that some of those faces might be right for him. For a bit of it, it does kind of have that feeling of like, well, maybe this is good. This is the right way to think. But then it like, you know, kind of like tells on itself as to how it feels about it. Like it, as to yeah. a more ambiguous feel for it, right? Where he goes like, you know, uh, maybe they imagine that their new face would be better suited for their personality. Or maybe they imagine that their personality would be forced to change to fit the new appearance. This is why first impressions are often correct. Although some people might have made mistakes. Like, whoa. <laughs> like, just how it automatically, like, flips there. And then right? he's like, just like, I think I might have made, made a mistake. It's oh. like, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's creepy in, in that Based way. Based on some childish whim, a momentary impulse. Yeah, just, oh, man. It's an insane cryptic joint. Like, And the last two I don't think are as effective as the rest of the yeah. album. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's why I wish I could be like, oh yeah, absolute, just fucking home run, knock it out of the park. And the last two were like, okay. I was just talking to someone that was hanging out with in New York about like the Cindy Lauper album, where it's just like, man, first half of the album, banger after banger after banger. Second half of the album, the first two definitely bangers, but yeah, 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 yeah she's so, yeah, you know, like, like even if you're super fans, you have to admit like those don't really have as much personality as like the ones before, yeah. And just this, like I remember the singing the the wind in my heart, the dust in my head. Like it's very like the hook is very affecting, but whereas I remember this hook more than anything else, just I think partially just because it was just repeated so much, but like I enjoyed the experiences of the other songs so much more, even though like I don't remember exactly how it goes, but it, it invites me to want to listen again just to hear how it snaps and pops and changes and all this shit that happens, you know? Um, and so this one, I'm just kind of like, eh. and then by the time you get to the overload, I, I was really kind of out of it. Like, whereas. Yeah. <laughs> The abstractness and the weirdness felt like, you know, I was like, it was vibrating and I was like trying to latch onto it to figure out what meaning. With this one, it's just like, it, it, it was just so meandery. Like, it just doesn't grab so, it as hard. So, this is what I learned about this, and this is fascinating. Uh. This was a quote from Genius The overload is Talking Head's attempt to create a song in the signature style of Joy Division. The catch. Oh. None of the band had ever actually heard Joy Division. The song was written based entirely on descriptions in the music press. A bleak, atmospheric dirge with a detached vocal performance by David Byrne. The overload ultimately isn't all that wide off the mark. So yeah, it's almost know. like uh, when we listen to David Bowie... You're like, oh yeah, I tried to write a song that was like T-Rex and those other like get that. power rock bands. There's a guy who's just kind of fucking around. We're just going to put it at the end of the album as kind of a joke. It's not that he can't do the slower songs, right? Because that, I mean, Seen and Not Heard is a fucking incredible, you know? So it's, sure. not, like, it's not possible, but it was just... It, they just felt like there was something missing from that would have made this really click, you know, like it, yeah. it just felt like it just kind of went on for a while. Like, I don't think it ruins the experience, though. Oh, no, like, no, no, not at all. I don't want it. I don't want our description of this to like 
sour people or scare them away from listening to it. Honestly, if you want to shut it off before the last two songs, you're totally entitled to do that. I think that's fine. You're not really missing out on anything. But yeah, I got to give it a five, even if the last couple songs are not great. I, I give it a four and a half. Like, I think you that's know. fine. I think that's justifiable yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> then we got Red Balloon by Tank and the Bangas. RC. Yeah. Oh, man. So. How you feeling, Muse? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> not not uh, too good, RC. I, I, I've, got, I've just got a slightly better time than a Muse. <laughs> I uh, got a little little case of the sniffles, actually. And, oh. Oh, so I don't know what it is. I'm on the edge of something. No. Oh, um, no. So I re-listened back to our review from the other Tank the Bangas album from 2017 because I didn't want to repeat myself too much. So, Oh, my God. I didn't remember that. We did one of those. We did. At the risk of sounding or being a broken record and uh, repeating myself, I wanted to like this more than I ended up liking it because uh, yeah. on here, mm. they got the energy, mm. but ooh. I will definitely admit uh, some of this, uh, a good portion of this does not come together like I wished it would. Yeah. Like, but, but there's a certain feeling to it that feels like like their energy like has that feeling of like, are they making a lot of this up as they go along? Is that just what they're doing? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and like, I, got I can that appreciate too. that. Yeah, I can certainly appreciate that. But there does come a certain level of like, but guys, go back and make it better. <laughs> so, you know what? To be fair, I'm going to start off by telling you which songs I liked the most, okay? Okay, okay. Okay. The songs I liked the most were Stolen Fruit. Yeah, okay. Cafe de Monde. Okay. Where We All Go. Mm-hmm. And I'll even give honorable mentions to Heavy, Jellyfish, <laughs> and Why Try. The thing is, like, they have good personality. I like her, like, very cheery sounding voice and how it sometimes can be, like, used ironically. Like, I like that. But it, th- there is a certain feel to it that does not, it, it still feels very, like, right. Like you said, like, it's not being channeled right. Like, this isn't the finished version. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you have the playful energy, like, that, that's not what I really took issue with. It's mostly, like, what she ended up saying with it. Yeah, yeah. It just kind of... I, I got two different energies, okay? Uh-huh. You're not gonna like one of them. Uh, oh, no. It reminded me of Ugly Duckling a little bit. Ugly Duckling? Wait, no! <laughs> Your boys. Cold-blooded, dude. Um, but it also kind of reminded me of the second Arrested Development album. <laughs> not, not the good one. No. <laughs> that I was other thinking, one. you know what? It sounds like. Yeah, it's like I'm a duty. Yeah, it sounds like to me. It felt like this is like not yet ready for prime time. Janelle Monae. That's what I was thinking. Okay. As I heard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm, I'm trying you. to say? It's like I get it. You go to that, but it's like it just doesn't feel like yeah, like finished yet and, and i think maybe they just enjoy doing that but it's like i, I as a listener i can't help but feel kind of frustrated because especially uh, yeah the lyrics uh, especially as we get into some of these tracks um the intro with fucking wayne brady kicking off the uh, improv vibes but you know the uh, uh you're not supposed to say that or whatever the fuck tv show that was type mm. of improv vibes you know what i'm saying 
saying like, oh, uh, is Wayne Brady gonna have to joke? Oh, I'm improvising as a like you. It kind of felt like he had the script and he really did throw it away and go like, wait a minute, I've got some jokes and it's just like, do ya? Like, yeah, you know? the, the, the the intro set a tone. But not necessarily a great one. Not very promising is the thing. First of all, I want to point out that uh, lyrics weren't provided on Genius for a number of these songs. Yeah, what the hell? Like a third of this song, this uh, album doesn't have like the lyrics. I was like, this has been out since May 13th. What the fuck? <laughs> I wrote down on Anxiety specifically. Uh, I'm not about to listen through closely enough to write down everything right. I don't like about this. Yeah, no. <laughs> the only thing I did write down for that one, and you can correct me if I heard wrong, I'm pretty yeah. sure she said, so high we're looking Asian? Yeah, yeah. Why'd so, you uh, say that? Yep, <laughs> why yep. why you gotta so say that? So high looking Asian, so I no. can't take it! Oh. Like, oh, what, what year was this? Oh, no. do we still? What? <laughs> is that still cool? The fuck is that? No, I'm pretty sure it's not. And then, oh, but I, I thought we were still talking about Bluebell because I'm, I'm yes, we about, are. Oh, of course, the lyrics because it's 2022. We have to have lyrics about how social media is like that. And, oh. you know, like, like, but it's not like it's automatically because, you know, people were writing songs about what was happening in the 80s, too. Right. You know it what I'm saying? It just felt like, so preachy, man. Yeah. yeah the cell yeah. phones are the devil. Oh, and, and come on. It was the, like the cutesy way. And the phone is a gateway to hell. And the oh. phone is a gateway to hell. And it's just so like. I hated that so much. I was so annoyed. The second hook where she says desensitized is the new wave. I thought that was a doper lyric. Like, desensitized is the new wave. And I kind of like that, like, saying that with the cutesy voice of being like, oh, wow, this is just horrors happening to us and we're just going to have to take it. Like, you know, like, I, I see that parallel kind of, honestly, uh, uh, maybe an opposite with uh, uh, the Talking Heads album, right? Mm. Where it's like, you know, in the 80s, he's just passively going through life. And now it's just like, we're just shocked going through life. <laughs> like, you know? Um, I, I think maybe if... I didn't already have the taste of the phone as a gateway to hell in my yeah. head. I probably wouldn't have minded it, but I was already kind of just annoyed by the re how things were repeated so much. The phone cheeriness in it, yeah, yeah. I was just like, I don't think it, I don't need it that much, you know. And it had some nice, chill, breezy music. Like, I enjoyed that, yeah. certainly. But I hated the intro going, uh, the outro. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Ain't That Some Shit's April. Ain't That Some Shit's April may cure anxiety and, and you know, whatever the fuck all these things. But oh, you get it, the joke is, but it may also call the ex cause the exact same things. Oh, and it just feels like a... Uh, what? That's okay. when I said, this is Ugly Duckling vibes. Ah! <laughs> it was at that exact moment. I was yeah. like... Oh, no. What the fuck is this? Yes, what you're talking about is real shit. But it's in such an annoyingly kind of condescending, belittling way that I couldn't really appreciate it most of the time. Yeah. And it, it, so this is what I mean. Like, I feel like this feels like this is the first draft of writing a song about living in the modern day. But then you go back and you kind of make it more relatable so that it doesn't feel, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like... 
Yeah, so it's like, it's not that you can't do this type of song. It just feels kind of aimless and you can't get anything but feeling like you're being poked in the chest about it, you know? Like, yeah. And then anxiety, like, I semi liked the beginning of it where it's just like, oh, wait a minute, I really am fucked up. <laughs> like, I liked that for a second, but just the way it got into it just felt kind of, like, contrived, you know? Like, well, although I did like, the, I love myself today, so I gave me a snicker. <laughs> like, I did like that. <laughs> Snickers are a nice treat. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta agree with that. Just like yeah. Snickers. But, and, yeah, if you excuse that one line, uh, the, the hook where it's like, weirdos getting wasted, Morpheus seeing agents, like, uh, like, you know, like, it's sort of like she's just getting high, you know, like, I get what she's going for. Um, and then, what was it, uh, Oak Tree, yeah, for this one, we're like, definitely a fun vibe, but it's just a little meandery of like the trumpets look the trumpets come through on these on this fucking album i, I gotta give it that I, you know what the, the yeah. trumpets are cheat coding these songs i think now that i think about it like, you know, they just sound so goddamn good but then you're just like what are you talking about <laughs> everybody want to know what god tastes like that's never been a question <laughs> i i liked the music on most of this album for sure what was getting to me on oak tree was <sighs> It's weird. I was bored listening to the first album. This album, mm. they gave me more energy, but just about every time they broke into like rapping, I was like, I'm. Oh, yeah. I no. don't like that. Don't do that, uh, actually. Uh, yeah. Um, and, but see, like, that was like super in your face, and the energy was there, and then it just snapped like a rubber band back to the oak tree chorus that was so chill and laid back, and I was just like, you can't, you can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> it was just like, no, this is too jarring. I hated that. Yeah. Oh, like anytime she rap, it always feels like this thing that's cranking up and it's kind of getting going, but it's not really. And then, oh, we're at the end. And oh, well, I wasn't really that satisfied, but I guess I liked your energy. You know, like, like when, whenever Janelle Monet rapped on the dirty uh, computer joint, it always felt like a holy shit. She's like, the words are coming faster and they're still as intelligent. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's unfair to compare. Yeah. Anything to Dirty Computer. That album is pretty t untouchable, honestly. Yeah. But, but like, for her, like, I had only known her as a singer, but then when yeah. she started rapping, I was like, oh, right. Yeah, she did have that verse on a tightrope that was actually pretty fucking dope. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? So it was just yeah. like, oh, right. Like, she can spit. For um, sure. But with this, every time it started, it just felt like, yeah, this car that was cranking, this 1920s car that was cranking, but just never, like, I had <laughs> that full jalopy. energy. That Yeah, this fucking jalopy of, a, of an MC we've got here, unfortunately. <laughs> um, Communion in my cup, it was just such a mid-song for me. Like, yeah, I, f I didn't really feel a lot about it. Um, I don't know if you even have anything to say about it, but I did. Um, the, the only note I have for community in my cup is Matt. What are they giving me? But <laughs> 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 I, I was just like, I need something, man. I need something yeah. to latch on to. And the album said, Oh, yeah, you want something? <laughs> oh, oh, you want something? It just, and then it just reared back and whooped. I was a Simpsons reference, bitch. <laughs> I just should have sat there and ate. <laughs> Why did I need to say anything? Oh, views, but I fucking loved it. No! Fuck no! This is, this is my only zero. This is the worst fucking song on the whole album. What, Simpsons with the blue hair? What, what the fuck? I don't know what that is. 
I wish that Genius had the lyrics for this one, but they don't. I hated this. This was so obnoxious. I know. I was I know. so amazed with myself that I actually managed to not skip, and I stuck with it. I fucking, I trudged through. God you know, you know what it damn is? it, what the fuck was this? You know what it is? Ha- up to this point, this album had been half-assedness without full energy. And with this, it's like, it's still half-assedness, but it's fucking full energy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll admit to that. <laughs> it's got you know, the energy right, for you sure. Ugly, ugly. Yeah, because it's like, it just feels like it really is aimless. But it's like, for me, it's just like... Okay, all right, let's do this then. <laughs> That's how I was feeling, you know. It, it, it hit okay. my vibe, like it just, the way it just hopped out with the lunacy, like, yeah. like you know, it was just like, and then it's like, here we go. My sister with the blue fro. My sister with the nice ass. What? It's like what? What? Marsha says that. Okay, fuck it. This, if you this say is so. Going. You said she has a blue fro now, so look, we're already bending shit, like. You know, hit, hit the fucking Marge Simpson meme of her do- crumping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Damn I love it. Simpsons. It's just so insane. And yeah, it's no, it's not like a perfect. It's not like I gave this like a fucking six out of five or whatever. But it was just such like a, oh my god. I like that this is like just saying fuck it and giving me like you know full throttle something. It, it, that's what it is. It felt like up to this point I hadn't gotten full throttle on yeah. really anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like the most of that was maybe the Mr. Bluebell and even that was still kind of like holding back, you know, because again, these songs don't, they feel half warmed over, you know, they feel like yeah. they're just not finished yet. I, like, I'll even say it with this one, it doesn't sound, it, it doesn't sound finished yet, but like, I think I just appreciated it because it was like just going full tilt on something, you know, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it went full tilt with the energy, and I was able to enjoy it for that alone. Like, e- even though at the end it kind of came like, I'm not sure where we landed, but I definitely felt a high jump just now, you know? Like, <laughs> um, uh, then the album does a weird thing where it's like, how's why try go? It blew all the energy on who's in charge, yeah. and then why try was like, you know, whatever. But then for, like, the next few songs, it, like, really does take a weird, like, mature approach to these songs. And the energy is very, like, All of a sudden she gets adult. Yeah, like... (laughs) And, like, the concept of No no ID was alright? Yeah, Um, this is clearly, like, a... You know, this is ha- like this is the hit song from this that kind of has this cutesy little like you know uh, uh, theme to it, or I guess they, what what would you say this is like you know like fucking that carry out song where it's like oh I'm gonna reference Taco Bell and all this shit you know what is that where it's just like oh references <laughs> to letting someone in and having to check the ID and and you know no strangers are allowed so I need to see ID if you want to go deeper into you know my sex body yeah (laughs) i was like okay i see what you're doing yeah yeah. like it got tired it wasn't enough for me yeah Yeah, there wasn't enough going on that really makes the song pop was like oh no i get you have an idea and then you didn't really like that's what all of these songs man they just feel like you had an idea and then you didn't really (laughs) what was the one where she's doing the spoken word where it's just kind of like the like I, oh it was easy goes it yeah that one i thought was like 
probably the best one just because it was just such that, you know, that weird psychedelia feeling like imagery she was giving, you know? Yeah, that's that's the Layla Hathaway feature, I think. Oh, Oh. Is, is that who was doing that? Or, or was, I, I was thought Tank it was just her that? the whole time. I, I just thought it was one it, person. It, it, it says featuring Layla Hathaway. I've, I've thought that's who was doing the Spoke Orbit, but, but uh, all I have written down that for that one was like, okay. Because like, I didn't really know how to feel about it. It was just kind of there, I thought. It was just a moment, but I, I enjoyed it. it. It felt like a much more complete thought, even as weird and abstract as it was, than you know anything that had come prior to it. Uh, uh, Cafe Du Monde was possibly the most complete feeling song. Uh, yeah. Had, had those fucking fat ass trumpets and had chill, those chill ass cafe vibes like, oh yeah, I totally want to hear this in the cafe, you know, like. Yeah, I like the feel of this one. I don't think anything on this album is something I would like necessarily put on again. But mm. like in the context in the context of the album of like, well, this is what I'm listening to right now. <laughs> this is nice. Yeah, and Cafe Du Monde comes on, it's like, Okay, I'm enjoying this. This is nice. <laughs> it's like you you're relaxing in the chair. You're preparing for something else. <laughs> like yeah, like, it's like <laughs> well, th- this is a nice appetizer. I'm waiting for the main chorus to get here. Yeah, like you I f- know, I feel like I've been on the Eric Andre show for like you know six minutes oh, so far God. now. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> when's what's gonna happen? When's yeah, the, when's the desk gonna explode? <laughs> Let me see. Stolen Fruit. It, uh, definitely a solid song. Yeah. Uh, so, sounds like something from a Spike Lee movie from the 90s, you know? Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then we get Big, which, again, I wanted to like this more. Oh. Mm. I feel like she, Big Frida has not been being used well at no. all in the mainstream. <laughs> no. Look, I don't know what the fuck. These people are fucking up every single time Big Frida gets sampled on a song. She's just like in the background yelling some shit, not really getting too big of a showcase. And it's just like the album's like short excuse to like, oh, we're going to get a little silly for a Oh, yeah, we're going to dance. We're shaking our butts. Yeah. But it's just. It always feels like they're not really committed to the bit yeah yeah and it felt like they like they put in big freedy here to like to try to pump it up to give it that energy but like neither one of their verses really come with it you know no and it's like you don't give big frida enough time or like space to do her thing so it just kind of happens and you don't really get anything from it Everybody get in a circle, take your weave off. This is the type of beat that lock your knees and push you back out. Baby fat in fatty jeans, baby face, no lace out. Baby bangs, my lace out. Don't think about that there. The credit cards, it's just so like... Like what? what? Are you rabbit? What? What are you doing? Yeah, it's like, is this the kind of... Like, is this what you're going for? I'm not really feeling that. Yeah. And Brig Frida, like, she's the best part of the fucking song. Like, when she's, like, doing the fucking get loose, sweat, noobs, now your earrings on the floor. Like, you know, that's sort of like, oh, shit, going so low. Like, you know, she had a little something, something to it, but it was just, I got the juice to make the girls want to move. You know what I'm saying? It's that ODB energy that I love, you know? Like, she brings that, but it's just not enough, yeah. What we got next? What was after that? Um, uh, heavy? Heavy. Okay, yeah, heavy jellyfish and then where where we all go i thought like 
I thought the el- the album ended strongly enough. Like, yeah, like heavy I don't really was... remember much for many of them though. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just like oh, heavy on your love, heavy on your trust in me, heavy on communication, heavy on the talks, heavy on conversation, heavy on loving me. I want all that shit heavy. You know, it's sort of like these are like kind of ideas. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. I want it heavy. Like yeah, I oh, you know what it is? Again, cheat coded with the music. That echoey sax at the end that was so fucking smooth. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> they fucking cheated. You know? Yeah. Um, and Jellyfish, I really enjoyed. Uh, I, I like, I like the, you know, again, look, I, I love the water man. So if someone takes the underwater and has that sort of thing, look, I'm, I'm with it, man. I love that Ghostface Killer song, Underwater, mm. on the More Fish album. I, I just love it when you can bring me there, you know. <laughs> uh, and so, like, I, I enjoyed like the imagery and where she was going. And but again, it felt like, like it started on the story but didn't end it. You know what I mean? Like, and then where do we all go? A great track, I, I think, genuinely. Um, like, it, it doesn't really take you anywhere, again, like, ultimately, where you're, like, in the midst of things, but, like, it feels more, you know, uh, earned in the sense that it's talking about, you know, this this weighty topic of, like, God sort of thing, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. So, yeah, like, I could appreciate the ethereal feel of it, you know, and, and just kind of starting with the, like, s- someone asking someone, like, oh, you know, where do you go when we die? Oh, d- and I don't know, it sounds like a child or something like that, and it's just like, oh, this happens. Like, oh, well, why would that happen? Why would that be the best thing that happened? Or something like that. It just kind of like... Yeah. Yeah, like, it was a cool sort of intro, you know, and just to have you, you know, to float in that space and think about it. That's what it is. Like, a lot of this music is it's good for floating in the space. But, yeah, uh, what, what, what would you give it overall? A two. <laughs> oh, I give it a three and a half. I'm, mm. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sweet on him. I'm sweet on him. I, I hear the music, you know. I, these are talented people, clearly, you know. Like <laughs> I, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. This is strike two for me. <laughs> but but like, I'm not done yet. Like I'm willing. Mm. To give them a third chance. They need to get a, a system of a down fucking... Who, who, who the fuck was it that helped them record that uh, one album uh, that like kind of made them huge? The to- is it Toxicity? Was it Rick Rubin? Yeah, yeah. They need someone, a producer, to come in the studio and be like, Hey, assholes, this is how we're doing this. You guys have to have a fucking plan. You know? Yeah. Like, if you don't, I'll make a plan. I just want a producer to walk in with a fucking... <laughs> with a laptop with the fucking Tiny Desk concert playing and just slam it down on the fucking console and say, This! This! Do this! And then just leave. Like, I know y'all can do it. I've seen y'all do it. I'm looking at you do it. Right there, you're doing it. But that about wraps it up for this week's episode of Going Off. We want to thank you very much for spending your time with us. We did two new albums this week, but we also did the Talking Heads album. And if you were wondering as to why, if you might have mistaken or missed why we'd mentioned that we do a requests on Kofi. So you can head on over hey. to our Kofi. That's K O dash F I dot com slash going off G O I N O F F. And you can request an album to be reviewed on a future episode of the show. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter, YouTube, Patreon, our own individual Kofi's. Um, I've got the Riff House. Riff House. I've got the Riff Comms <laughs> Fan House. <laughs> Riff's House. Uh, that's fanhouse.app slash Riff House. God damn it! <laughs> fanhouse.app slash Riff Comms. There it is. 
It's a five dollar monthly subscription fee, and you've got of uh, Twitch and your streams and your Patreon. Patreon.com slash rap critic. Come through, support the show, get to see episodes early, plus my movie podcast that I have review a new. And we also take requests. Someone just requested a crouching tiger hidden dragon vapor wave remix. Like Whoa. Yeah, it's like this uh cadre of uh of uh editors uh that like, you know, during the pandemic, you know, there was kinda out of work and people were just like, Hey man, it would be so cool if someone did like a cut of this and they were just like, uh, okay, I'll do that. I mean, go watch the fucking original and then watch uh uh the remix for sure they're both worth it honestly of course join the rap critic discord uh for only two dollars you get to join the discord for five dollars you get to join the uh, uh talk back section for the you know what you think from our rap critic episodes the kofi the dot com slash rap critic for the, requesting like uh songs or uh or other movies or uh or the streams uh the streams are probably what you'd want to request the most because those are the uh lowest at, at the moment uh, in terms of like how much is on the list but yeah, the other stuff is really... <laughs> I really got a lot to get through. But you know what? That, that just means I got guaranteed uh, material. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah, for sure. Just fucking let them yeah, know. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, that's how you can uh, support your boy. So you can either do the Patreon, which is the uh, continuous support where you get to get on the Discord, or you can do the one-time uh, on the going-off uh, uh, joint for mm-hmm. our specific uh, podcast over here, or specifically for me on ko-fi.com slash rapcritic. I, I don't know if I said the actual name of it yet, but yeah, that's it. We got a <laughs> bunch of interesting requests coming down the pike, so make sure you are subscribed and following us, and uh, don't miss any future episodes, because we're going to go... Right. Some really interesting off. places. We're gonna <laughs> oh. go off. That's a guarantee. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go off into interesting places for sure. <laughs> That's the going off guarantee. But until next time, for the aforementioned going off, I'm Muse, and I'm the rap critic, and just, just, just slam.